Welcome into Smooth Operators with your hosts, Noah, Griggs, and Ben, going through the world of Formula One. If you want to interact with the show today, you can tweet at us at Noah underscore Phillips, at Junior underscore McClurkin, and at the Griggs B. It's time for the green flag, and it's lights out, and away we go. And welcome into a very new and very special edition of the Smooth Operators podcast. I'm your good friend, Ben McClurkin, sitting alongside Griggs Blankenberg. And across from me, Noah Phillips, we are broadcasting live from the Bradley based in studio here in the Melton Student Center. And uh, we are going to get right into it. So this week has concluded the F1 car launches. Well, air quotes around that car launch because obviously Red Bull and presumably Williams have not released the real cars. But for the most part, um, <laughs> little Williams joke. <laughs> Liveries. Okay, so for the most part, all the real cars are out, and we know what it's going to look like when the grid reaches Bahrain. So we're going to rank them. And Noah, I'd like you to start. Which one? Well, first off, hello, everyone. Hi. Uh, yes. yes. Hi. I'll let y'all introduce yourself. Yes. Ben, ben was just going I'm too excited. Crazy. I'm yes. too excited. We're I just want to talk there. cars. Drive to Survive Week is next week, and then it's Race Week. And then Finally. it's Race Week. And yep. shakedowns are also next Two week. Two more weeks. And then testing's next week. Testing is next week. It's going to be a lot on next week's show. This is the last kind of show we're not talking about F1 racing. We do have a little bit more talking about racing near the end. But, yes. The off-season is Real racing. We're glad to be back. Well, Noah kind of already alluded it to it then. But, nonetheless, Ben is right. We are going to rank each of us, our own personal opinions, the liveries of this year. So, all of them have come out. The ones that have come out more recently, we will talk a little bit more about once someone says them for the first time. Hmm. But, without further ado, we will start with Mr. Phillips. We will go from 10 being the worst, 1 to being the best. We're each going to go around. We'll start with 10. Noah, what is your least favorite livery that was released okay so for number 10 just because they didn't really change it a lot and got rid of the puma logo i'm gonna have to go with red bull mm. just because i think it's the exact same as last year you can, you can correct me if i'm wrong on that as well as getting rid of uh one of the brands that i wear in puma <laughs> yes ben okay so in number in p10 i am going to say the well i don't know i think my opinion has changed in P10, I'm going to say the highs, the, hmm. the uh, difference between the colors on the MoneyGram logo and the accent color of the car itself is just too much for me to handle. And also, it's it looks like an Orca. <laughs> I'm going to go a little bit different here. I like the color schemes in this one. I just, I'm going to go with McLaren. That just got released, recently released. It was released Ooh. the other day. Only reason I'm saying that, they added more chrome stuff. They added a worded out chrome at the top. Of it, meaning they would take away more orange. So, now it's still a lot of colors on that McLaren. I see at least five or six. It's like a seven or eight color color. And when they went to, the what was it? Yellow. They went to Japan last year. They added like two other colors, right? <sighs> the pink. The p- They're just trying uh, to get every single color on their car. Maybe that's, why it was, maybe that's why it was so slow. But that was released this past week. So, that's one of the new ones. All right, Noah, number nine. I'm going to have to go with the Williams. Hmm. I just do not like the look of it. The blue is just not really calling my name. And stickers make the car go faster, and they didn't really do a good job of making the stickers prominent, in my opinion. You mean stickers make the car slower? No, stickers make the car go faster. So it's the exact opposite of what we said for Haas last year. Exact opposite, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, Ben. Well, my P9. Oh, goodness. Um... Yeah, I'm going to also go with Williams. Nothing changed, and not in a good way. Looks exactly like the Miami livery, just with less black 
and honestly, the black was kind of a nice touch. It's just very dull and uninspired. I'm going to go with Red Bull at P9 just because, again, they didn't really change too, too much. Yes, they changed a few of the stickers. Maybe it was we were talking about a little bit different color of that navy blue. But that's all I can really get away from that one. All right, P8, Noah. P8. Oh, gosh, kind of a toss-up between these two for P8 and P7. But I'm going to have to go with Aston Martin. <gasps> See, the green, the green does not do it for me, guys. No. The green with the yellow does not look good in my opinion. And all the stickers are white. Mm. They could have mm. done some better job with their stickers in my opinion. Just the one yellow stripe does not look good to me on this car. What help? What help? What helps it out on these pictures is they use like the yellow tire. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Mm. If, when you put a red uh, tire on that, it's going to look terrible. Mm. I guarantee it. Interesting. So that's an important aspect of car design in general. At every single Alpha Tauri launch, they always use the hard compound. Red Bull always uses the mediums. Mercedes always uses the hards. Um, and P8 for me. Uh, it's looking like the Alpine. I just mm. am not a fan of the clashing. Are we talking about the blue Alpine or the pink one? The pink Alpine. Ooh, okay. um, we'll, we'll, we'll do 11. We'll do 11 cars. The pink Alpine, uh, it's too clashy with the BWT logo That's being just be hard since slapped we on there. <laughs> we already started from P10. Yeah, well. We'll just add one in. As you, like, you pick which kind, You pick which uh, Alpine you want to Okay, break. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the pink Alpine I'm going to put in P8. All right, P8 for me. I'm going to go the AlphaTauri. I just don't understand really what's going on there. Like, yeah, I get, I can see, like, what they do in the past, the blue and the white, but then there's just a, a unusual amount of red. I'm guessing new sponsors and stuff. Orlin, yeah. Orlin formally just, sponsoring uh, Alfa Romeo. It just looks weird because he switched from the blue on the sides to the white on the top and then red all around. It just, And especially with the wheel wells, if you can see right there, they got the red on the inside of it with, like, those spear-looking things. On yeah, those the little, gray spears. Yeah, yeah. Just, the 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 um. I almost want to say they're wings in reference to Red Bull's motto. That's what it kind of looks like. Yeah, I just, I just don't like it. It's just it's it, weird to me. I'm surprised it made it this. It's far. interesting. Yeah. All right. P7. No. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with what you just said in the Alphatari car. Uh, reason why it's a little ahead of Aston Martin for me is just because I like the colors more, and I do think the uh, Alphatari logo looks really good. But, you know, the red is kind of off-putting, and they didn't really do a lot to change it, if I remember correctly, with the white on top and everything and mm-hmm. the blue. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a fine-looking car, but it's not top-five material for me. All right. Ben? Uh, P- P7, P7 for me is going to be the McLaren. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of things that I do like about it, that being the heavy use of black. I dislike that they have pretty much disregarded their speed logo. You know, the little swoosh-looking thing? Mm-hmm. That used to be a key element on their cars, and it has gone away completely. Um, and I used to enjoy that a lot. And the accent color is way too bright. So if you want to do such a bright papaya orange, you may want to tone down your blue a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. For me, P, what is this, P6 or P7? P7. I'm going to go to Haas. I want to like it, just the dramatic change in colors, because I like kind of the old Haas color scheme a little bit. Yeah. But the dramatic like change in color scheme where they change a few stuff around, just, and I feel like they could have done maybe a little bit more. It just looks, yeah. It looks pretty like cut and paste. Like it's just like yeah. okay, here's a car, looks fine. 
let's move on. Let's it looks focus like on the track. it looks like it was never actually put on a 3D model until they said that we're ready to put it out. <laughs> it looks like they just did it in Photoshop and then put it on a 3D model and then posted it mm-hmm. through Twitter. All right, no P6. P6. I'm gonna go. I to go with McLaren. Hmm. I don't hmm. think it's that bad of a car. I mean, I I did kind of like how better the chrome wheels fit now. I mean, they've always they're still still not a great idea, but the blue and the orange and everything really helps blend the way into the car with the yellow kind of accent helps out that chrome uh, uh, wheel a lot. And McLaren, you know, it's okay, but it's not top five. All right. Ben, P6? Uh, P6, Alpha Tauri. Um, kind of what we were saying. Pretty cut and dry. Uh, legible. Looks pretty clean. Uh, I like that they went with a lighter shade of blue to complement the red. Um, Flexbox logos are still prominent on the wing end plates, but not bad. I'm going to speed up here right here. Uh, since we already talked about this one, uh, P6 for me, Alpine. I'm going to go with the blue one just because that's what they're going to be using most of the year. It's, I mean, they don't, they didn't really change too, too much from what I'm getting, from what I'm getting at, but it looks okay. It gets the job done. All right, top five, P5. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and cheat off you a little bit too, as well, Griggs. Alpine, you know, they've got two this year. I do think the pink does look pretty good. Uh, I do, I really like the blue though, and that's what kind of pushes it into the top five category for me. All right, Ben, P5. Uh, P5 will go to the Red Bull. Hmm. Simplistic. Uh, same thing we're familiar with for years. Not bad. All right, me P five. I'm gonna go with the. Um, I'm gonna go with the Williams. I really do like that blue. It just didn't really do too much to just kind of get into that top four spot for me. All right, we're gonna let's speed through this top four so we can talk more about our top three. Oh goodness. All right, P four. Okay, well I'm gonna have to go with Haas for P four. Mm-hmm. I'll say it again. I really do like the MoneyGram logo and everything, and the black and white looks really nice in my opinion. All right, Ben. Uh. P4 goes to the Aston Martin. Good, solid, contrasting colors and accents. I like that the stickers are actually all white. It doesn't really distract too much from the rest of the car. That's exactly what I'm going. I'm going Aston Martin P4. All right, podium time. Noah, who is your P3 livery? P3 and P2 were really, really close. Yeah. I'm going to have to mm. give P3 to Mercedes. Mm. I think that the... Singular blue line helps this car out a lot with the black and the white stickers. And then last year they, of course, went with that yellow uh, numbers, and I think that really helps the car this year. Not as good as number two, but I really like it. All right, Ben. Uh, my P3 is going to be Alfa Romeo. Mm. It's gorgeous. It really is gorgeous. But I think there could have been more done with the Alfa Romeo logo. I'm also going to go with Alfa Romeo P3. I like what they did, especially if you see them with the new driver suits they have, too. It really works well together. Those look sick. Especially being one of the first cars released. That was the car that was most talked about for a couple weeks, mm-hmm. and I got a lot of the shine from there. But, yeah, I love how the red and the black kind of contrast with each other. So that's P3. All right, P2, Noah. P2 is uh, Alfa Romeo. Like you said, beautiful, beautiful car. Black and red go really well together in the white. Uh, stickers of the stake logo and the numbers and everything really help this car out, especially the back wing being all black with the white sticker helps it out. Then P2. P2 has got to go to another gorgeous car. The new Mercedes looks fantastic. That green accent color on George Russell's car and the neon accent color on Lewis's car distinguishes them, which is super cool. And I love the Patronus blue and the black working together to make a unified – 
image of the car. So you can kind of see it, it flow through. It looks very cool. I'm going to be different than both of you. P2 for me is Ferrari. <gasps> yes. Oh. It does. It does. This is kind of the classic Ferrari car I'm used to seeing. Like before I even got into F1. Red car, Ferrari. That's kind of what I'm used to. They went back to it. They got rid of that little green splash they did for their, what, 75th year racing in F1 yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. That was interesting. But and yeah. the Mission Winnow logo. Yeah. That was bright green. Yeah. They brought it back to where it was originally. So that's why I'm going that. And then you both are got P1. So you guys wanted to do it together. Yeah. I'll let, I'll let you go first. No, you then. go first. No, it's, I'm going to get emotional with this. You're, you're going to. You're, you're we don't gonna have too much first. time for you to get emotional with it. The the, the Ferrari is red. Mm. It's finally red, and I know Noah got super psyched about this. It's a beautiful, beautiful color of red. It is a new color of red that they have released uh, to go in conjunction with one of their racing and road cars. But it's gorgeous. The long F logo back on the. On the rear wing, the Santander logo returns on the end plate, which reminds me of those days when Fernando Alonso and Kimi Raikkonen were battling it out. And I just, I love the car. It's gorgeous, and the shape of it and the color flows, oh, it's just, it's beautiful. All right, Noah. When you ask a kid to draw a car, do you know what color he paints it? Pink. Red. <laughs> and this year's Ferrari car is going to inspire these kids for generations. This might be the most beautiful car I've laid my eyes on in a long time, and I expect to see it in the winter circle every single Sunday. But then the red also better, because without the green this year, you have to add, it looks more like the fire looks more natural with the color scheme lighting up instead of that green <laughs> when the engine combusts. You oh, joke yeah. now. You joke now. <laughs> I, I, you're going to have a great first two weeks, but for me, I, you can go ahead and play the sound, Noah. It's uh, the Mercedes. I like the all-black look to it. The neon numbers on Lewis's car look really cool. And then the green on the car kind of looks cool, too. But that is going to do it for our ranking. We did a good job with that, boys. But when we come back, more F1 talk to come. We're almost at race weekend, folks. Hang on. You're listening to the Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back to the Smooth Operators podcast. I'm your good friend, Ben McClurkin, sitting alongside Noah Phillips and Griggs Blankenberg. Yes, hello. And we're back after a quick break from talking about our Formula One liveries. And we'll get right into the news Gregs, what do you got for us? Well, here's the big piece of news this week that just came across the desk at 5.01 a.m. Central Time today. Renault will be supplying Andretti Cadillac if the entry joins Formula One. More about that. Alpine will supply the engines if Andretti Cadillac win their battle to become Formula One's 11th team, they announced on Thursday. Uh, the governing FIA this month. Uh, formally stated a process that could lead to a new entrance from 2025. We went over the constraints on what that has to look like last week yes. but this is some pretty big news because we thought it was going to be them making their own engine we yeah thought. well we thought it was going to be cadillac it could still be cadillac in 2026 that's not ruled out but honda is now left without a team after they have filed a form to be uh an engine manufacturer so if they can't link up with the team soon they're going to be in trouble they'll fit they'll find somebody uh, they who? have too much money. They'll who? go. To, they'll go to Ford, or not Ford. Good God, they'll go to some other Detroit. They might go to Japan. Get mm. Kia. That would be. That would be. That'd be interesting. That's also Korea, by the way. They'll go to Asia. That's that's better. There paint paint with a broad brush, and you miss fewer strokes. Exactly. exactly. I know my stuff. Exactly. I know my geography. You don't know ball. 
You don't know. I don't, you don't if know that know ball map. is a globe, he don't know ball. You don't know globe. I don't you don't know, know globe. You don't know map. <laughs> but yeah, this is a big development now because it's kind of like what we were saying. We said that, so. The new engines are coming out in twenty six, correct? Yes. So this would mean that what you're saying, Ben, could be true. Cadillac could be just developing Cadillac, it for a year, yeah. And they just it'll hard, have it'll give them three solid years to develop an engine. It's hard for me to see that. Why would Renault just give them a one year contract? I feel like that's pretty rare in terms of engine contracts. When's the is there any example you you as the F1 historian on the show can think of where an engine manufacturer has only supplied a car engine for one year? Yeah, well, back in back in the days of old, you used to just buy the engines. You didn't sign a contract that said you had to make the engines. They would have the engines pre-made for you and then you would purchase them. Uh if you're an engine manufacturer, if you make your own, obviously that's a different story. But um, back in back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, you could pretty much just buy whatever car you wanted as long as it was up to regulation. Um, now, obviously, that's different with highly bespoke machinery costing upwards of $10 million and extensive development behind every little thing on the car. But um, I doubt Renault would make a one-year deal with Andretti. I think more likely than not, they'll supply them for the next three years if they get an entry or two years if they get an entry next year or maybe they could wind up doing something like a five-year thing and then having Cadillac take over in 2028 that seems more likely that would give you two years with this old engine and then two years with a new engine right exactly and if Renault's already building a new engine under the regulations that Andretti can use then Cadillac can then this seems more beneficial for both parties because, well, Renault gets more money and gets more development on a new engine when the new regulations come out. But my thing is, why would Cadillac, they already know the regulations for the engine, why would they need to take five years to start building this engine for 2028? Are you saying that's just so they can get an engine sponsor to enter F1 a year early? Uh, n- no, I think, it's, I think it's so that Cadillac can optimize their development of the car. Because as you've seen, when... In the past, when a new engine manufacturer enters Formula One, usually it takes them about two and a half years to get set up and another two and a half years to be successful. Mm. Um, That includes Mercedes with uh, McLaren and then forming their own team. Mercedes joined F1 in 1999, and they didn't see their first world championship until 2005. And that wasn't just aerodynamic. That was the engine. And it takes a lot of time to build a thoroughly – um, excellent engine that works in every circumstance and a lot of times newer teams build one-sided engines that have one type of performance benefit and wind up losing out on others so five years would be excellent for them and we kind of saw that with Red Bull these past couple of years as well you know they were kind of the bridesmaid never the white or bride for a while there to Mercedes yeah uh, using their aerodynamics to keep them in it until eventually they found an engine that was able to push them over the top Correct me if I'm wrong on that, Ben. Yeah, well, you said you said Red Bull and riding Mercedes' coattails, essentially, but it was actually um, Red Bull using the Renault engines. Correct, correct. Yeah, so, and after after Renault had serious reliability issues, there and Red Bull building an aerodynamic masterpiece of a car and then having a Ferrari engine from last season, it makes it really hard to stay in good terms, so... I mean, a lot of times engine deals fall through, like McLaren and Honda, the rematch. Um, yeah, and then 
Red Bull and Renault. That happens a lot. But I say if you give Cadillac five years, they'll build a good engine, like a really good engine. Yeah, I agree with that. They just need the time, really, I think. Yeah. Just the more getting into this sport takes a lot of energy and time stuff. Time and energy. And if Andretti has that time, if they race next season with a Renault engine, they have that time to get their aerodynamics department off the ground. My thing is, really though, car. it's 2025 F1 putting that there, but the engine thing hmm. is really interesting to me how they won't really, like, make them kind of like – well, the engine, they're letting them come in a year early before this new engine regulation. Who, Andretti? Andre, if it's true that they uh, could lead to new entrants from 2025. Okay, so they they pushed back the uh, new team beginning period from 2024 to 2025. I thought it was possible we could see them in 2024. It, and then this arc we were talking about last week when in terms <coughs> of like, or last week or two weeks ago from ESPN talking about in terms of like them joining F1, um, they announced their plans to table a bid to enter F1 by 2026. So it could be 25, it could be 26. So if it does end up being in 26, do you still go with Renault or do you – Yeah, absolutely. Let, even if you still have to sign – what if it, what if that deal has to go to 29? With Renault? With Renault. You take it and you still supply Cadillac with money because you're under contract with them. And you can afford to do that because you know that you're going to get the best engine possible optimally. Uh, when when you start working with Cadillac, uh, I think it's it's a good way to protect your investments in the future. Hmm. It's more of a long term vision, and a lot of times people in Formula One, especially the management, especially Ferrari, get very short sighted and think that when, you know, you have a solution to one problem immediately, then all of your problems are going to go away, and that's just not the case. So I mean, you you ride it out with Renault as long as you can so that you can have the best Cadillac engine when Cadillac wants to join. Hmm. You don't think the lack of racing for those two years, uh, 26, 28, will kind of stunt the development of that engine a little bit? Well, that only time will tell. You know, the the more you spend developing an engine within the regulations, the more time you have on the dynamometer, and the more time you have running it in test cars and mules and doing all kinds of stuff with that, running it for endurance tests and things like that. And time is money. And money is time. Money is time. And you might spend a lot on development, but as long as it's – I mean, like think about it. If Cadillac is starting their own department, they're not under a budget cap because they're not a constructor. They're not a team. So they can spend as much time and money as they want building an engine. I think. I mean, as far as my rules knowledge is concerned, which is very limited, I I think they could pretty much just build the best engine they can. As long as it fits inside the regulations. Yes, as long as of it, the new engine rules. Yeah, exactly. As long as it's within the rules. I have a pretty solid feeling that it's going to be a very, very good motor. Well, that's interesting. Formula One has updated the livery of every team except Haas. <laughs> And Mercedes. Yeah. Why Merce- what did Mercedes do wrong? I don't know, but on the website, I was just pulling a drop-down tab. This is a little sidebar. Oh, they didn't change Alpha Tower either. Never mind. False alarm. Uh, yeah. But the new Alpha Romeo looks good. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, I did not know what you were talking oh, about. Okay. I do not know what you were saying. You are not cooking. Do um, not let him cook. I'm on the website, and it says teams, and I go down – 
and under teams on the F1.com website. Only a few of the teams are updated. Oh, yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing that. I mean, Red Bull kind of still looks the same. Yeah, it does. Well, doesn't it look the same? I'm pretty, sure they, have, I'm pretty sure they haven't changed any of the teams. No. They, wait, they changed one team. Alfa Romeo looks different. They changed Alfa Romeo. And that's it. Uh, that is it. Because I still see the green on the Oh, yeah, they didn't change the McLaren. <laughs> so Really makes you think. They didn't really change any of the cars. The only car they changed The cars was. are way too similar. That's the problem. They all just look the same as they did last They're year. They're just eventually all just going to be carbon fiber. Except for Mercedes, which is black. They'll that end up cool. changing that before the end of the before the end of this week. It, Who would, you have to forget about the cars that Red Bull were running, the fan-designed cars for Miami, uh, Coda, oh, yeah. and Las Vegas. i got to start on my design for that. Ben, uh, Ben's going to make the purple Red Bull. No. With the purple uh, Ferrari. You can't change the colors. You can only design a certain part of the side pod, which is where the Oracle logo used to be. But you have to put, feature the Oracle logo anyway. What if we put smooth opera? <laughs> or, or very poorly web-designed logo. What if we put a Snapchat what, what are we? What are we, a crypto ad in the Super Bowl? Oh, mm. that was that wasn't, that wasn't crypto. That was last no, year. Last year, yeah, was, last this year was I don't know, like some. This year it was uh, NFTs. Was, yeah. I thought it was like I, mobile I did game it. or something. No, it was NFTs. Yeah. I did not do it because I did not want to be scammed. I did. All right. Anytime well, a QR code comes well, up, I gotta do it. That is gonna that. do it for our segment about engines and whatnot. When we come back. Our first ever dive, full dive into the world of NASCAR. We're letting Noah do this one. It is race week in Daytona. So do not go anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back in the Smooth Operators, folks. You heard the last section. We're going to be talking about the pinnacle of motorsports. Entertainment. The Daytona 500, otherwise known as a sport that likes to act like it's entertainment. It's like the WWE of motorsport. It is, but for some reason it's fun. Mm. It's very fun. We'll be going to Daytona Beach, Florida for the Super Speedway that is two. Two mile, two and a half miles. Excuse me. Caution speed is seventy miles per hour. That is wild. Holy moly. Seventy. Seventy miles per hour on pit road. Do you know that? I did not know that you could go that fast that on pit is, road that, anywhere. That is insane. That's a whole twenty miles no, per wait. hour faster than Formula One. Is it caution speed or is it? That's caution yeah, speed. Okay, it's caution that's speed. On, <laughs> that's I was on about track. To say, Jesus Christ, that is so fast. Who? Me, I'm fast. Oh yeah, I'm like I'm him for real. Betting odds for this is oh Kyle gosh. Larson, I'm the number five, real. plus one thousand. Ryan Blaney, number twelve, uh, plus one thousand two hundred. Chase Elliott, also one thousand two hundred, as well as Joe Logano and Denny Hamlin with one uh, one thousand three hundred. Uh, other than that, where's Carl Edwards at? Carl Edwards, mm-hmm. um, I don't think they're giving him good odds. I don't think he's if racing they're giving anymore. him odds <laughs> at all. Is he racing anymore? <laughs> he's no, retired. he's not. I just remembered him as the backflip guy. Jimmy Johnson is plus four thousand. Who's he racing with? Um, plus Legacy, four thousand. Right? Wait, is he not racing with Hendrick? No. He's racing with a uh, yeah Legacy Motor Club. What? The new thing they've started to bring old guys into the. So they just do that like one person each race. It's yeah, like it's much. like the retirement home of yeah NASCAR drivers That's who want to stay driving. That's what they're doing, That's man. Called Charlotte, actually, the NASCAR Hall of Fame. <laughs> okay. That's true. It's like Charlotte. It's like the all-star race, 
plus nine, the nine race more. of. Well, we're gonna. Can we count North Wilkesboro as Charlotte? No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Okay. We got one yes and one no. <sighs> Let us know. The we'll All Star race. Is we'll count there. And I'm very Let us know our it. English view uh, listeners of this show. <laughs> what do you What do you think of the NASCAR All Star race? Yes. What do you think over there in the GBAR? Um. um obviously, I believe both uh, dual uh, races have already happened. So we're just waiting. We're for, just waiting on the shootout. We're waiting for the shootout as well as What's the feature. Fe- uh, we're just waiting Is for trucks this weekend as well as Xfinity. Oh, I can't. All three trucks. will be racing. Um, Is trucks racing Saturday? Yes. No, 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 no. They're racing today. Oh, they're racing. I don't today. know what time. Uh, I will look into that. Okay, I'll go ahead and tell you the top ten for the lineup on. Sunday, these will be the guys leading the way. Uh, winning pole position number 48, Alex Bowman. Oh. Completing the front row lockout for Hendrick Motorsports is number five, Kyle Larson. Oh. Number three, the first Ford. Number 22, Joey Logano for Team Penske. Number four, Eric Amarola. Number 10 with Stuart Haas Racing. Number uh, five. F1 reference, question mark? That no. is an F1 reference. That is. <laughs> Is that why Harrison was trying to get me to join his uh, union? He's trying to get me to do NASCAR fantasy. Hey, I'm in that. Yeah, he told me to join. I said, I will join him, but you have to come on the show at least once. And he said, okay. So I will probably have to do that later. So remind me to do that later. Friend of the show, Harrison Tarr. Friend of the program who's never been on the program, Harrison Tarr. <laughs> We've only had a few guests now I'm thinking about it. It's been yeah. Liz. It's been uh, Joe. It's been Jack. Jack it's Logan. It's been Logan. We had Alex on here when he tweeted about F1. We forced him in here. Yeah, that was very talk fun. about Formula One for two seconds. He had no idea what was going on. We we have fun here. We do have fun. This, Smooth Operators is the fun, relaxed show of Weagle. We have a good time here, folks. Indeed. That's why it's Friday. Mm. We don't record the show on like Wednesday or something. We do sometimes at night, and yeah, sometimes with the breaks. Sometimes we record at night, and Noah forgets who's alive and who's dead. Yes, that's um, true. Number five, the first Toyota, Christopher Bell for Joe Gibbs Racing. That is very surprising to me. Uh, coming in at number six, Austin Sendrick, number two for Team Penske. Number seven, Ryan Br- – uh, excuse me. Ryan uh, Blaney. Position number seven, Ryan Blaney, number 12 with Team Penske. Number eight, NASCAR's most popular driver for what I believe is like the third year in a row, number nine, Chase Austin Dillon. Elliott. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. No, it's Chase <laughs> Elliott, number nine of Hendrick Motorsports. Number nine, Chris Busher. Chris Busher. Jesus Christ. Busher. Chris Busher, number 17 for RFX Racing. Uh, coming in at P10, Brad Kaswalski. Kaswalski. No, however you say it. Number six uh, for RFK Racing again. Number 11, two years uh, ago, this man won the Daytona 500. Michael McDowell for Front, front Row Motorsports. He's good at these super speedways. I don't know if y'all knew that, but he cannot race anywhere else. <laughs> Literally, Pete. keep this man away from uh, road courses. Yeah, keep him away Dangerous. from road courses. Yes, let him run the super speedways. Coming in at P12, number seven, Corey LaJoy. Very, very surprising in the Spire Motorsports car. Oh, yeah. uh, coming in at P13, number four, Kevin Harvick on his retirement tour with Stuart Haas Racing. Me and Harrison Tarr might cry after the Daytona 500. Is this his last race or is this the last season? This is his last Daytona 500. Mm. It is going to be sad. Or he could be like Jimmy Johnson and just come back. He might do that. Jimmy Johnson's in the hall. How can you How can you be racing and be in the Hall of Fame? He had an exhibit where they had, I saw, walked in. They had 
three or four of his cars, still with some of the confetti blasted onto the side of it. And he's racing again. That he, They should kick him out the Hall of Fame. No. That, they should not because he's the best NASCAR driver ever. He also qualified 39th. Well, no, that's just because he doesn't have a um, super license. Super license, and uh, he, had to he had to race take, his way in. He had to take a penalty? No, no, no he had to race his way in through the Oh, yeah, because yeah. his pole lap – or his or qualifying lap was 50.2, which puts him actually in six, 17th. Yeah, no, he had to race his way in because no. the Legacy Motor Club doesn't have the um, ticket or license, no. or whatever you want to call it, to do it. Uh, some other notable names, Daniel Suarez, number 99, 24 for Trackhouse Racing. Uh, going back up the list here, actually very surprising, William Byron in the 24 is going to be starting this race in P21. Mm. Mm. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports, one of the fastest cars pretty much every weekend in NASCAR. Very, very surprising to have a guy uh, qualify outside of P20. Also, in 23rd, we have our boy Ross Chastain. Free my boy, he did nothing wrong. <laughs> Watermelon, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like what we talked about last week. How do you ban... I, 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 get, Watermelon. I get why they banned the move, but here's the thing, though. That got NASCAR the most publicity it's gotten in this... Um, I, Dale's death probably is number one for most publicity it's got, even though it was negative stuff, but most yeah. in the last decade, we'll say. Well, no, yeah. there, there was that, and then Joey Logano getting wrecked out at uh, the Martinsville. Oh, that was whatever. crazy. Yeah, that was awesome. I loved every minute of that. You remember the uh, pit lane fight with Joey Logano? That was yes. a while ago. Was it with, I remember the one with Tony Stewart. Yeah. Where Tony Stewart cussed on air. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was great. Um. Anyways, other notable names – AJ Almendinger coming in at P29. My my favorite driver, uh, number 14, Chase Briscoe, coming in at P30. Mine is Austin Dillon. That hurts a lot. Another notable name, Kurt Busch down in 36th. Are we supposed to boo him? No. Like, one of my cousins used to like NASCAR. Kyle Busch. I was like, Kurt Busch is not driving anymore. He's gone. Uh, And down in 40th, with a time that would have qualified him in 18th, Travis Pastrana. The famous rally driver, dirt bike rider, Wait, he maker of insane videos, is now doing NASCAR, he's and he's pretty 20, good at it. He's he, in twenty three eleven racing with uh, Denny Hamlin. And, I have some merch from twenty three eleven racing. It's a lot of Dr Pepper looking stuff. It's cool. He's Shout pretty out to good. Sports Biz Camp, I like it a lot. But have y'all seen the uh, beef that's going on between uh, Noah Gragson and Bubba Wallace on Twitter? They're not even the ones in the beef. It's Wendy's and McDonald's. <laughs> it is hilarious. They even, wait. They're getting the NASCAR drivers in there. So, no, no, no. So Bubba Wallace is sponsored by McDonald's, and That's then good. Noah Gragson is in a beautiful Wendy's car, a lot better than McDonald's car. And Wendy's is like hounding oh McDonald's on Twitter about how bad it looks. It well, is hilarious. Well, Wendy's Twitter is amazing. Wendy's Twitter is phenomenal. It is amazing. Have you no, seen the U Up ones? No, them on roast day is incredible. No, and then uh, Wendy's actually went down to Daytona. And set up like a stand that says like we don't cut corners, unlike McDonald's or something or something's more tongue in cheek, but it's making fun of. McDonald's. Well, they do have corners on the. Oh my Wendy's goodness! No, Wendy's is savage. They, they are. They are savage. Oh my goodness! They are savage. Ty Dillon's also in P thirty seven. Holy moly! Is that awesome? Oh oh, 
Is Riley? <laughs> oh, I thought I saw something. <laughs> you were you were freaking out. Uh, right I was there. very excited Grace, for take a, a peek second. At this. Mm, that is an interesting <laughs> meme that Ben just showed me. Bad. Wendy's is calling McDonald's bad uh, now, on their Twitter. Normally, when we do these race previews, Griggs tells us all about how many corners it's got and how long there is, the track there is. There is no corners. There's four, four turns. Corners. There's four turns, no corners. There's four turns, and most people that just look at the track go, oh, it's two, because technically the entrance and the exit <laughs> are turns one and two and then turns three and four on the other side. Do you want me, do you want me to quickly do it before we go to the break? No, I'm about to say it's uh, length is two and a half miles, uh, 200 Laps of 500 miles, which is insane. Not you can't see an F1 car doing that. Mm. No, it's going to be you can't see me NASCAR. It's going to be NASCAR cars going 215 miles an hour for mm. 500 miles, man, and rush hour traffic. That was the big marketing slogan when we were kids. Rush hour traffic and rush hour traffic. 215 miles and rush hour traffic on Spike TV. It's not on Spike. It was on Fox, dog. Come on. On Speed Network. No, Speed was aw- bring, Speed Network was awesome. What was the dumbest stuff on so wheels? Good. Me and my cousins would watch that so show. So good. All Man, the I time. miss Speed. And they did F1 coverage too. And they had a studio right outside the F1, uh, outside the NASCAR Hall of Fame where they did like radio yeah. shows. And it's. It was right get, there. Why is it gone now? They just went bankrupt. Because it was bought out by Fox. Uh, I have been to Fox's, F1, uh, Fox's uh, NASCAR studio before. It's kind of uh-huh. sick. It is pretty cool. That and the fact that uh, ESPN doesn't cover NASCAR like at all. Because well, no. they don't have any broadcast they, rights to it, they don't own. Well, any you can rights. still cover it on no the sports. They sports don't center the sports. They don't cover more. They don't have broadcast. That's why they talk about the NBA so much more than it seems like the NFL sometimes. Well, they do talk. They do cover the NFL, but yeah, they have NFL specific shows. Exactly. They don't. They have an F one show because they, they get the rights from Sky. If from you there. wake up and you watch Sports Center, they do not talk about NASCAR. They talk at about Ross all. Chastain. I can guarantee that one. Well, yeah, but. It, that's something different. They probably didn't like give any love to the sport. They probably didn't bring up the fact who won that race. All right. That is going to do it for our talk on the preview of the Daytona 500. When we come back, we're going to give our race predictions for the Daytona 500. I'm looking at Ryan McGee's cheat sheet, trying to prepare for this one. So do not go anywhere, folks. Last segment of the show is coming up next. You're listening to Smooth Operators on this Friday on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back into Smooth Operators. We just talked about the Daytona 500, but now it's time to see if we know Wheel with some Daytona 500 predictions. Now, I know we usually do uh, P- P3, P2, P1. I'm thinking for this, we do who wins, okay. who was leading on the last lap <laughs> that got wrecked out, and a wild prediction. How about that? Does that sound good so to you So everything Ben is going to say is probably going to come true. Exactly. That's how So, Ben, I need you to say Chase Briscoe is going to win. Uh, I, th- what, I thought you want uh, Kevin Harvick to win. I want, I want him to do good, but I want, Chase, I want my boy to win more. Harrison won't like that one. All right. So I guess we'll just start with Noah, uh, Ben and then go to me and then go to Noah so he can finish it up because I'm currently reading Ryan McGee's cheat sheet. <laughs> so do you want to start with who's going to win or who's going to uh, lead? Marty uh, McGee? Uh, what, what do you no, all think we I'm right, do? Ryan McGee. Okay. It's Marty Smith oh, and yeah. Ryan McGee. Ryan McGee. Uh, no, yep. yep, got it. All right. Copy. Well, are we going with lead first or are we going with winner? I think I think we're going with lead first and then we can do winner. All right. Who's leading on the last lap? Because we can talk about why they wrecked out. Who's leading on the last lap then? Uh, 
Let's see. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. I believe. Excuse me. I believe that Joey Logano will lead the last lap. Mm. He will then suffer a tire tire failure, and will be passed by Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell, what is going to win? Yes. Wow. He's going to win. That sounds. That sounds crazy. No. If Noah thinks it's crazy, it's probably crazy. He's going to get his first win in NASCAR. Uh, wait. Yeah. He's yeah. He's racing for Joe Gibbs. Yeah. He's going to get his first win in NASCAR. No. All right. No. Okay. So who is leading on the last lap? I will go this and then kick it to Noah. I think. Oh wait. Never mind. He won at Martinsville. I, I lied. I think that Denny Hamlin will be leading on the last lap. Three-time champion. I think he'll be leading on the last lap until he just gets passed at the end. But we'll have to wait and see until after Noah's done. Noah, who do you think is going to be leading on the last lap well, of this race? if you watch any super speedway race, what happens is somebody in first throws a dumb block either on the second lap coming out of turn four or uh, going into turn three, coming out of – or yeah, coming out of turn three and four. And I think the person that will throw the dumb block this year – is my same prediction every year. Number 22, Joey Logano. NASCAR's defending champion because it's decided in a playoff. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, I'm not a big fan of Joey Logano because he took over the 20 after Tony left. Um, and then, are those tears? Hey, are those those tears? are tears. There's tears right now. I'm crying in the stew. Um, Greg, who do you think will win? Don't then cry I'll come in, in on my You'll get the stew flu. I'm going to go with someone different. Five legends who somehow never won the Daytona 500. Noah, did you know that Martin Truex Jr. with 31 career wins has never won the Daytona 500? That's crazy. Along with Kyle Busch, who's had 60 career wins, he's never won. Crazy. Brad Keselowski, never won. Crazy. Kyle Larson, never won. And the man, I think, who's going to win. 18 career wins. 0 for 7 at the 500. Best finish, second in 2021. I'm talking about the man, the myth, the legend. Yes, that is Chase Elliott. I think he's going to win. He was a champion not last year, but the year before, correct? Yes. Yes, I think that he's going to win the twenty. Or no, 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 no. Th- three years ago. Three years ago. Twenty twenty. Yes, it was. Uh, Lar- it was Elliot Larson and then Logano. Yes, I think the twenty twenty winner, Chase Elliott in the. Is he still with the Aaron's car? Yes. Yes, I think Chase Elliott in the Aaron's car is going to win. I think that is who's going to do it. He's every time I watch a NASCAR race when I'm flipping the channel between watching golf, I'm like, what else is on? It's, I feel like he's always near the very top, and I think Chase Elliott's a good prediction. Going off, go, we're not going shock here on who we think is going to win, even though that probably is a chalk pick. I went with shock. All right, but Noah, who do you think will win I the think Daytona the, 500? I think the great thing about the Daytona 500 is truly anybody can win as long as you have a car that can keep up with a draft. And this year, I think it's going to be the man in the 19, Martin Truex Jr. Now, is it who I want to win? No, I'd rather have a Stewart uh, Haas racing car do it, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Martin Truex. Are we Truex, talking about F1 or are we talking about NASCAR? <laughs> talking about NASCAR, dog. Stewart, Stewart Haas racing. Stewart comes first because my boy Tony Stewart. Mm. Um, but I do think Martin Truex, he's going to be hungry for it this year. I think he knows this is one of the last years he's got to really go out and uh, put on a show uh, all year long. I think he really wants uh Daytona 500 win under his belt. I think he is a favorite to do it, and that's who I'm going to be taking. Now, give me give me some wild predictions. Give me some wild predictions, guys. Jimmy Johnson's going to be leading at some point. That's Whoa. not a bad prediction. I like that. I think now it could be like where he stays out and everyone else goes in for tires. But exactly. Travis Pastrana is going to climb all the way up to 15th. Okay, that's actually that's not that wild. 
I think there will be at least five crashes, including the big one. You know and, that. And we will have more commercials than I can count. <laughs> you want to know something I just found interesting? I remember really hearing about this on a podcast. Frankie Muniz, yes, from Malcolm in the Middle, is racing in Saturday's ARCA, uh, like basically. Arca. Arca? Arca. Arca. Think class what? two, uh, like double A baseball. He was the fastest racer in practice on Thursday. Yeah, he's fast. He can drive. He can drive a stock car. Yeah, he's fast. I, I know that he's driven some endurance races too. Ryan McGee's thing says if he saw how Walter White whipped that RV around running from the police, perhaps he should enter a car in the ARCA race too. Because his TV dad in Malcolm in the Middle was Brian Cranston. That's but hilarious. That's crazy. So we got Pastrana, who is an X Games known for his X Games work, and then we have an actor who is also racing. Well, no, I think he uh, he's not racing in the 500, but no, he's in the ARCA. Mm-hmm. And I think he wants to be a actual motorsport driver. No, he think, ta- he's talked about it before yeah, on I think, the podcast I, think I was listening to. I think he's trying to be, like, a driver and not an actor. Hmm. Yeah. Which, which one would you rather, guys? Would you rather be an actor or driver? Let's say, yeah. I feel like driver has a lot less risk, though. Or no, exactly. uh, um, actor has a lot less risk. Yeah, but then your life's boring. I don't want to be no actor. I want to lie to these good people mm. that come to see my movies. And I want to be real. Dude, Frankie Muniz raced in uh Formula Atlantic and now he's in Arca. Yeah, that's crazy. Really makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah, really how wild life can be. Does make you think. When Any, Harrison Burton wins the Daytona Final. Anything else, gentlemen, that you can think of? Noah, your closing remarks on this weekend in NASCAR before we get full F1 starting next week. Well, I would just like to say that NASCAR is probably the funnest motorsport to watch. In my opinion. Funnest. Funnest. And I really hope that somewhere deep down. I think pro Mario Kart racing is pretty fun. They can find a way to get rid of the playoff system. Mm -hmm. Please. Please, God. Please. Please. Please, NASCAR. I beg you. Before we end the show, before Noah clicks that button, we're going to talk about what's going on next week. Okay, so we have two weeks weeks until the season. So the week before the season, so I believe March 3rd, that is going to be our full race preview, or March 4th. I can't remember. I think it's the third, right? Third. I don't know, man. I think it's the third. I'm going to just say, just in case, so we get it wrong. Uh, yes, it is the third. So March 3rd will be our full season preview as well as our Bahrain race preview. Next week, we are all, all three of us in the studio. We're making the sacrifice. We're going to stay up till 3 a.m. on Friday night or Friday morning to watch the first episode of Drive to Survive, give our preview of it. That's going to be part of it. And then we are also going to give – I guess just some random stuff about F1 that we can't fit into that Friday season preview show. Maybe what races we're looking forward to most. Maybe kind of like a wild prediction. Maybe we'll go through what we expect from each racer this year. That could be something we do. Sounds we good. Have time can we do Friday. races that we love to hate? We can also do that. that. We can do whatever fun. you want. But, yes, full season preview is on March 3rd. Next week we're going to be doing our Drive to Survive Episode 1 recap and other stuff. But yeah, that is going to do it for our show today. Noah, you can hit the sound. That is going to do it for Smooth Operators today. We want to thank you all for tuning into the show. A little bit different, but we had a fun time nonetheless. If you missed any of today's show, you can check it out on your favorite podcast platform later on today. Be sure you follow the Twitters if you do feel so inclined. But until next week, from Noah Phillips, Ben McClurkin, I'm Griggs Blankenberg. This has been Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Have a great weekend, everyone, and War Eagle.
That's all we have today for Smooth Operators, Weagle's exclusive F1 show. In case you missed some of the show or just want to relive all your favorite parts, check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Till next time, this has been the smoothest operators of Weagle 91.1 FM.